0: On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll focus on a big day of moves by the Kansas City Royals. Like Duff and Taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have not had uh, three cold brews yet. It
1: works great in a fantasy. I'm just glad
0: I am not at the dentist.
1: Fantasy Baseball in 15 on the Athletic.
0: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball on 15 for Monday, June 7th, presented by TOPS. Check out TOPS Project 70, celebrating 70 years of TOPS baseball cards. I'm Al Melchior. I am joined here today by Michael Beller. And Michael, uh, a busy, busy day for the Royals uh, and perhaps, I don't know, it's hard to say which is the biggest item, but definitely a big deal that they called up Jackson Coar, and he is going to start for them against the Angels on Monday, one of the top pitching prospects in baseball, a great two-start week in a week where there aren't great two-start options, uh, lots to break down here. So is there anybody who should not be or have been picking
1: up Jackson Coar for this week? I think anywhere where you can add him, you add him. I think he'll be a very interesting player to talk about in leagues that have their fab close on Sunday night, and then you can't make any moves again until the next Sunday. But yes, anywhere where you can add him, add him. Worry about what you're dropping or where he exactly fits later, because this could be a big-time impact pitcher that you're adding right now. And right off the bat, as you said, Al, not a bad two-start week for Jackson Coar, assuming he gets these two starts. Yeah, and I think it's a fair assumption to say that he
0: does. Um, that The plan is to keep him up for at least a few starts. So that would uh, encompass both uh, the start on Monday against Angels and a potential Saturday start at Oakland. In uh, some other Royals news, Alberto Mondesi is back on the IL with a hamstring injury. That was a move that was made retroactive to June 4th. And Edward Olivares back up from uh, Omaha so given the uh, you know sort of yo-yoing that the Royals are doing with Olivares is it
1: worth trying to make a move for him or do you just wait and see if maybe he's up for a while maybe in deeper leagues I could see going after him in 15 teamers and just kicking the tires and maybe he does enough to stick this time around In anything shallower than that because of the yo-yo action we've seen on him I'm probably taking a step back and letting the Royals show me they're committed to him for longer than a week before I make a move all right. And obviously a disappointing development for see,
0: but uh, just wait this one out and hope that maybe it's uh, a minimum stay for him on the IL. John Means also to the injured list with the left shoulder strain. Evan Longoria also on the IL with a left shoulder sprain, and he is expected to be out for four to six weeks. So I've already dropped him into 12-teamer. Uh, disappointing because he was finally starting to have those surface stats match up with the great stat cast metrics he's had this year, but uh, would you agree that uh, Longoria
1: is droppable in some standard and shallow leagues? I would say yes, droppable wherever you don't have an IL IL spot, excuse me, to stash him. All right, Oledmus
0: Diaz out for even longer uh, for the Astros. He has a fractured left hand. He's on the IL and will be out for six to eight weeks. Javier Baez exited the Cubs game on Sunday with a sore thumb, so that could be one of our start-sit dilemmas for this coming week. Uh, Luis Garcia pulled from his start for the Astros at Toronto, uh, a great start too for Garcia. And apparently he did it while ill, uh, made it six innings, gave up one run. Uh, he is slated to start again uh, this week at Minnesota, but that's one obviously we'll have to keep tabs on. Colin Moran was activated on Sunday. Byron Buxton on track to hopefully be activated soon. He uh, is on schedule to begin a rehab assignment this week with AAA St. Paul. And just a few closer notes here, Michael. Lucas Sims with yet another save for the Reds on a roll in that regard. And the Royal situation taking a, a turn. We talked about this situation. Uh, on the Athletic Fantasy Baseball podcast. But that was before Josh Stomant was activated off the IL and then he even pitched on Sunday, pitched in the eighth inning with the Royals having a one-run deficit against the Twins. Uh, but they had kind of all their high leverage guys in there uh, in a game that, that didn't have a, a save opportunity. But um, do you think that this reverts back to the status quo and Stomant's the guy or that he kind of has
1: to fit in around um, you know at least a couple of other save options there? I think he ultimately gets back there. I think the fact that they activate him and throw him right into a game, eighth inning, one-run deficit, that's a pretty high-leverage spot. I think that says that maybe he doesn't get the the job back right away to himself the way he had it before he was on the IL, but that if he pitches well, it's going to be his job again. All right, and the Marlins situation, that one's been a little bit of a mess lately,
0: but uh, it's pretty much status quo there. Yimmy Garcia, Garcia getting the save at the— Pittsburgh, and that, first of all, snaps an eight-game losing streak for the Marlins. Uh, And so, a little stability for the team, a little stability for the bullpen. Looks like there's nothing much really to act on there. So, let's continue on with some of the other Sunday standouts. Jesse Winker, big three-homer game at St. Louis. And Patrick Wisdom keeping it going. Two more home runs for him at San Francisco. So, (laughs) high degree of difficulty with Mm -hmm. the... Venue there with Wisdom. Uh, Winker, you know, he's already owned everywhere and uh, uh, nothing much to say there,
1: but Wisdom, any reasons at this point for any kind of skepticism? I mean, there's reason for skepticism, but there's not reason to not be buying in on him. I really think that this is someone who should be rostered basically across the board. I could see an argument against him in 12-teamers just because of not wanting to buy into some short-term power that he's shown us, but seven homers and what, like 36 plate appearances, 37 plate appearances, something like that. I think you want to at least give him a shot, and he is going to play so long as the Cubs keep having these infield injuries. All right, and a big day for the Orioles in general,
0: Uh, Anthony Santander in particular. Now, Cedric Mullocks was definitely the star of that game offensively. We've talked about him recently, but uh, Santander going 3-for-5 with a double, his ninth of the season uh, in a very high-scoring game against Cleveland. Uh, Santander now batting 3-10 with just one home run but seven doubles since returning from the IL trip for uh, an ankle sprain, but just two barrels. Over those sixty-two plate appearances, so not you know not big thump, some doubles power there for Santander. What do you do with him? Let's say you've got him in a in a twelve teamer. Um, do you cut bait? Do you just bench him until he shows some power, or, or can you just
1: live with the production as is? I think you can probably live with the production as is. I would be a little worried about the Orioles getting healthy around him. DJ Stewart's got four homers in the last couple of weeks. Ryan Mountcastle hitting. like There could be a, a position squeeze potentially, but for the time being, it's status quo for me with Santander. All right, and on the other side, Bobby Bradley with a big
0: game for Cleveland, three for four. First home run. He was just called up over the weekend. Uh, so already a home run with a couple of doubles, that second double coming in that Sunday game at Baltimore. Uh, and Nick Gordon. Two for four uh, with uh, his third stolen base of the season uh, on Sunday. Uh, Eight for 20. Eight for his last 20 now, I should say. And he started four of the last five games for the Twins. So Bradley and Gordon, are they just AL-only considerations at this point? Will they play enough uh, maybe to be valuable
1: in some mixed leagues? I think they're probably just a only guys at this point. If they continue to play as much as they have uh, recently, then maybe they enter the 15-team discussion. But I think you want them to show that to you or you want their managers to show that to you before you act on it. I don't think this is one where you need to be an early adopter to get in on uh, whatever value they might end up providing. All right. Well, let's switch to the pitchers. A lot of
0: offense this weekend, but some pitching performances worthy of discussion here. Dan, Dane Dunning, with a nice start against the Rays, five scoreless innings, uh, six strikeouts, just three hits, two walks. He's got a four twenty six ERA even after these five scoreless innings, so that's not really all that impressive. But the X FIP after this start three twenty eight, the Sierra, the FIP, whatever ERA estimator you want to look at. Much lower than the actual ERA, so that's on the positive side of the ledger. On the negative side, his next start is at the
1: Dodgers this week, so uh, do you like what you've seen enough from Dunning to go ahead and let him ride this week? I do not. I like what I've seen enough for him to be in the streamer discussion when he's not pitching against a team like the Dodgers, but (laughs) this week if someone else wants to take him, they beat him to me, so be it. I'm definitely not trying to be the person who starts him against the Dodgers. And Caleb Smith, we've talked about him a bit
0: recently, returning to the Diamondbacks rotation. Very, very nice start at Milwaukee on Sunday. Uh, One run allowed over five innings with eight strikeouts. So next up for him is the Angels, uh, the better matchup in Southern California, at least that part of Southern California. Uh, So how do you feel about Caleb Smith this week?
1: I feel pretty good about him and I feel good about him long term, you know, good enough long term that I would be thinking about adding him for the long term. You love those eight K's against Milwaukee. We know he has that swing and miss ability. Definitely someone who should be on your radar if you were looking for a pitcher this week, next week, the next month, whatever it might be. He's someone who could definitely change things for you.
0: All right. Patrick Sandoval. Uh, Not necessarily somebody I was expecting to talk about in this segment, but 10 strikeouts against the Mariners. And bear in mind, this is the Mariners playing in Anaheim on the road where they they do hit better on the road. But 10 strikeouts, uh, three runs allowed over six innings for Sandoval, just five hits in a walk. His next opponent, also not necessarily a, a bad matchup, at
1: Arizona. So where should we be starting Sandoval? Still think you got to be pretty deep for that. I mean, sure you could say Seattle hits better on the road, but they got to actually make contact to hit better. And so they're still going to have those uh, those swing and miss issues wherever they play. That doesn't really matter. So I think he still took advantage of a relatively weak Seattle lineup there. Arizona's lineup not a whole lot better, but still better. Not a slam dunk for me, but definitely someone who's on the stream radar in really all formats. And Wade Miley, I mean, I think he's done plenty to prove himself this year, but
0: uh, (laughs) with this latest start, get his ERA under three now, five scoreless innings at St. Louis, eight strikeouts, which is nice to see from Wade Miley. He gets the the Rockies and he gets them in Cincinnati. And yes, I know Cincinnati is a tough ballpark, but uh, always good to get the Rockies away from Coors Field. Is this a must start all formats for Wade Miley?
1: Uh, Yes, without question, definitely.
0: All right, and uh, this note is just for you, Michael Beller. <laughs> John Gant versus Cincinnati, four innings, seven runs on seven hits, and three walks with just two strikeouts. Uh,
1: is this the comeuppance that uh, we've been waiting for? Uh, what a shock. You walk three or five guys every single game. Eventually, you're going to get knocked around a little bit. Expect more of this and these type of results for John Gant going forward. Ah, uh, it's cold. It's cold, but... <laughs> I set it up that way, so I take responsibility. All right, not much to talk
0: about in terms of streamers. Just three games, but three pitchers, maybe, uh, or I'm sorry, two pitchers to consider. Uh, the previously mentioned Jackson Coar at Los Angeles Angels with Dylan Bundy going for them. Ryan Weathers against the Chicago Cubs and Albert Azalai going for them. Coars, excuse me, Coar and Weathers. I just merged them into one pitcher. Uh, Any <laughs> interest in either or both, or just one pitcher that's
1: combined to the two of them? <laughs> I mean, if we could do that, then yes, I'd be very interested. We could probably use it for things outside of streaming pitchers. But uh, Kowar, obviously, yes. Uh, weathers, 50-50. It's going to depend on your roster, what you feel like you need, where you are in your standings. I do not think this is a slam dunk, both because of the volume that he is limited to in his starts, and this Cubs lineup is no pushover. So it's a, it's a total uh, coin toss proposition for me. All right. And a couple of DH considerations here uh
0: otani and john carlos stanton both are gonna uh be spending part of the week in a national league park where there's uh, no dh these are both players that well obviously otani it's a little bit different but as a hitter at least you're not gonna see him uh hitting in an nl park most likely unless he's pitching uh stanton he's not even gonna pitch so uh <laughs> any, <laughs> do you go ahead and take take the flyer with uh, two of the most powerful hitters in the majors
1: uh, with a limited schedule brutal to have to sit either of these guys down I will say that I would have to have like a, a decent person to turn to on my bench I'm not just going to turn to anyone on my bench because these guys aren't likely to get all those starts I would have to have someone who I was comfortable starting in other ways not just because they're the first person who I go to when Otani's on the bench uh, but uh, if I don't have that I'll play my DH if I do have that I'll go to that guy all right, yeah, tough, tough call. Especially with Otani, um, can still yeah.
0: do a lot of damage in three games. JD Martinez, he missed both Saturday and Sunday for the Red Sox with the shore, excuse me, with a sore wrist. Do you take the chance with starting him this week?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, sore wrist—it's uh, the sort of thing that I think can announce itself as something a little bit worse. Uh, so I think if he's not already IL'd and we have till Tuesday to make that decision, then I do think that I would be playing him if the if the Red Sox aren't going to IL him before then. Okay. How about Nelson Cruz? Uh,
0: Didn't play against the Royals on Sunday. He's got a stiff knee. Uh, You know, sounds
1: like a day-to-day thing, but, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, still worth taking the chance with him this week. Again, another player who I start unless the Twins I owe him before I have to make the call. All right.
0: And we talked a little bit earlier about Javier Baez uh, missing uh, Sunday. Uh, Do you go ahead and take the, the chance with him?
1: Yes, yes, I, I do think that you take the chance with him. Uh we're gonna know a little bit later. The Cubs are one of the six teams that does play on Monday. All right, fair.
0: You know, so we'll get some information soon. Michael Brantley going the other way, expected to return on Tuesday. Uh has been out with a hamstring injury. Uh but do you worry at all about him maybe, you know, getting delayed and not playing enough games
1: this week? I don't think so. Uh, He's really hit every mark along the way with the hamstring injury. I think if something was going to crop up, it would have cropped up by now. Another guy who gets a thumbs up from me for this week. All right. Max Muncy, he uh, did pinch hit on Sunday,
0: but uh, dealing with an ankle injury. So would you rather go with an alternative
1: uh, this week with that uncertainty? You're the Dodgers. I don't think you pinch hit Max Muncy in the situation that he pinch hit it unless he's good to go generally so maybe he misses another start maybe you don't get every single start out of him this week but I think he starts the balance of the games for the Dodgers I want him in there all right one more player to consider on the pitching side here you say Kikuchi leaving his
0: Saturday start with a knee contusion if he is ready to go he will start at Cleveland on Saturday so obviously a ways there to wait for him uh do you go ahead and just find a replacement this week or go ahead and roll with, with Kikuchi
1: Similar answer to what I said about Otani and Stanton, if it's just a warm body who can fog a mirror, then I'm probably not playing him. If it's someone who actually has a legitimate pulse when he's on the mound, I'll play him in place of Kikuchi all right well uh then that's going to be it for this monday edition of
0: fantasy baseball in 15 wishing everybody uh the ability to fill up the rosters with not just warm bodies who fog up a (laughs) mirror (laughs) and uh if you do have a chance to rate and review this podcast we would greatly appreciate that so for michael beller i'm al melker and we'll be right back here on tuesday